0: welcome to random topic generator a podcast where two men enter without a topic and Mm -hmm. hope to make sense out of a conversation under 20 minutes we are your casters robin sev well hello well hello this is usually when you go yo yo are you are you switching it up i know
1: i'm switching it up i want to do a little couple of different things here and there so they know it's not just some rerun or like you know audio thing i'm pressing
0: seven listeners really know what's going on
1: gotta be loyal to them man you really do or else next you know you turn your head and six listeners
0: and you're done hey man don't give me the number don't give me the number of the beast (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Anyways, let's see what we got generating tonight. Click that, bitch. What's the best, worst thing about your work or school? Ooh. What do you want to do? Work or school? What's going to get me fired? (laughs) 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 What's going to get me fired once, like, my boss listens to me? (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, your boss could listen. I don't think any of my bosses would ever listen to this, but I'm not going to get into specifics. Um, you want me to start you want to go? Um, go for it. Right. right, I'll start with worst and then I'll go to best. I like ending it off. Good, you know? Um, let's see, worst is probably, honestly, it has to be um, a combination of like worst because it's the saddest. It's like basically when I have like patients that they're, they're, um, like their their like pregnancy is demised, Ooh. you know? That's the worst. I've had one where I had to um, – so sometimes we have patients that come in routinely because it's like they just want to check up on a baby and it's like a routine scan kind of thing. You do it like three times in a pregnancy, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. This one, for some reason, I think they were just feeling a lot more cramping than they should have. So a shed came in many times, like mm-hmm. probably five, six times. Um, and so we're looking through it, and it was pretty good. Everything was was fine, just fine, you know? All of the scans until the last one, which was, like, pretty late third trimester. Um, it was a fetal demise. And unfortunately, like, the mom was there. Um, And the grandma was there in the room and the husband was there and everyone was there. And so I don't give them the results, but But unfortunately, I know, I know, of course. Your facial
0: reaction was like, give it away. You can't be smiling and greening. It it does. It doesn't.
1: Uh, I'm pretty good at poker facing it. I just, I never like really smile a lot and I never really like look like un- under despair. I've, I've learned throughout the years of doing this, that just like, kind of like a, just a regular plain face is the best. and mm. Be- um, Don't try to react to anything, whether good or bad, just because it's just like, it's going to throw something in their brain, but, but in their mind. But the thing, the unfortunate part was that the doctor that was taking care of them, the resident was like kind of a younger one, um, a newer one. And they just straight up came in while I was scanning and they just their bedside manner was not good so they just came in and went oh fetal demise oh, fucking um, asshole. Like right in front of oh yeah. my god and so the grandma started crying she started crying and everyone was just like it was bad that was a bad incident like it's just it was sad too because you know you you get kind of like a relationship with these people you know well, you're the touching that them in. in a very intimate way yeah, like you're really involved and you're kind of like scanning, you're like looking into their like into their body and showing them their baby, you know? It's like something so like deep and like you feel for them and stuff like that. And especially like pregnancy stuff, it's like who cannot feel for that? So like those are the worst, man. It's like you're just like, jeez, you know, like especially she was older, so I'm sure she was really trying and that was like bad. Like I've had a couple of those not that like intense. There were a couple of other ones that are pretty bad. I've had I've had another one where do this I mean not to make it a bummer but it is bad and good so I'm just gonna say one more story of the bad and then I'll go to the good I've had one where this patient um was pregnant and had a like four-year-old or something something happened there on the sidewalk or something the kid just ran out ran away from her hand and got hit by a car um so that kid died like they didn't even make it to OR um so the kid passed away and so she the mom went to shock she was obviously in the ER and she was in massive shock. So the, the ER doctor comes up to me and goes like, Hey, yeah, this happened. Tells me a story. Um, so they're like, this patient's going to be really like, kind of not um, like responsive in any way. Cause she's in shock. But the scary, the problem is that like, we're concerned about the baby because you know, that level of shock can cause an effect on the baby, you know? Um, and she, and so I scanned the baby and the baby was demise too you know like and she's like jesus like she lost both kids right there on the spot that was terrible too i was like oh like not a day you want to like be at work and stuff like that so those are those two that were bad but the good is also very good
0: dude that's like first let's take a moment and breathe. be like that's really bad (laughs) yeah that was
1: bad that was bad yeah but the good is also very very good you know um patients that i uh, i do other things besides pregnancy patients um but uh the pregnancy ones are just more or we always the more extreme ones of like especially joy is a lot so we had this patient that's like did ivf like twice and finally got pregnant so happy because other patient that like had no clue that they were pregnant and they found out literally on the spot when we we're scanning um and they were just unbelievably excited. like they just they shake and they shiver of joy mm-hmm. you know um, or like you have you have situations where, you know, they think, like recently I had one that they had, were sure like totally sure that it was a like a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't at all. Everything was perfectly fine, you know, And they were just crying of joy, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Like it's just it's so cool. You get like really happy, taking him back a go, like, oh, you know, like this that, whatever you' like you just you feel like, hey, man, like, or sometimes even if it's a bad thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you feel good because you did something to like help it like sometimes you'll find like some sort of problem because it's like i i used, i also used to teach ultrasound as well oh, as wow. scan it yeah so i would tell my students like a lot of the times like hey man this job is just it's two jobs mashed into one mm-hmm. it's a um a detective and the photographer oh wow that's I'm literally saying a- it yeah, if I could describe this job, it's a detective and a photographer, kind of combined into one. I, and I used those two terms um, uh, specifically in that chronological order because of the importance. Detective is the number one important part because you have to look for what's going on. You have to find it. A photographer is the second most important part, which is you have to take the images of what you found, right? Mm-hmm. So as like a detective part, you know, like I, I obviously my weird, you know, nerdy comic bookie fan, I'm thinking of... Well, you know, Batman. So I'm like kind of like a detective in this, like trying to find out what's going on and stuff like that. Like you're just you're scanning and you're looking around, you're like, oh crap, hold up. Like this other mota- modality, like CT or something, didn't catch it, but I caught mm-hmm. this problem. You know, and you'll go tell it like the radiologist, they'll look at it, they'll scan through it. And it's like really like a detective thing. You know, they'll search it. I'm like, oh, great job. You know, you found this that we couldn't find here. Awesome. Now we know what to tell the, the general physician, what they're going to medicate him with and all that. Like the process of getting the patient better was was like enhanced by your ability to do your task and that is one of the best rewarding parts of this job so that that's really good too but that's about it
0: that's why you get stickers by your name mm-hmm.
1: the the stars the gold stars yes the gold. <laughs>
0: how about for, you for for me so i'm in charge of facilities like medical buildings the mm-hmm. worst part for me is well there's a lot of things because you know you're in customer service and you're like the point of contact for every complaint
1: mm. but
0: i think the worst thing for me is you're sleeping you get a phone call in the middle of the night your building is on fire oh, shit. well not Jeez. figuratively like, like yeah. uh, you know or they'll say like you have a gigantic leak now mm. when a medical building goes to leak there's so many ways like plumbing mm-hmm. air conditioning bust the mm-hmm. line anything you could think of can go wrong And the worst type of damage you can have in terms of like a building is water damage. Because the longer the water keeps just like being in there, water is like that organism that creates that wonderful mold. Because if your building burns down, it's just going to turn to ash. Water Mm -hmm. is going to go somewhere and it's going to develop mold. And when it's underwater, like you have Mm -hmm. to wait for it to dry up. You have to call in like remediation companies, they pump stuff out. You got to be careful where you're walking because of exposed wires. You can get electrocuted. Um, But just in general, like the worst part of my job is just being asleep, getting a phone call in the middle of the night. Something's Mm -hmm. wrong with your building. I mean, I mean, we have instances like, you know, like, uh, like AC unit goes down during the day, but like that's during the day. Like people, you know, like everyone's working during the day. Like everyone figures Mm -hmm. like something goes down. But me as an individual, when you're sleeping at night, And then all of a sudden you get that phone call at 3am in the morning. And then you have to like gear up the people. Like you have to get that crew out there as quickly as possible because people want to go to work the following day. How do Mm -hmm. you do that? I I don't know. Like I magically sometimes make it work and I don't even know how sometimes it works, but I pray to God, like I don't get those phone calls because Mm -hmm. it's like the worst experience because I mean, after like over a decade of doing this, you kind of know, what your team is and what to expect from certain people. But Mm -hmm. I don't think what people understand what goes on in inside of like a building, like people view like property managers as someone just to collects rent and pays bills. But we're constantly the, you know, we're the focal point of everything, the complaint, um, Mm -hmm. the the rescuer, facilitator, coordinator, everything goes through us. And sometimes we have to like babysit our own staff, I mean, their feelings, you know, I mean, they're all great people, but sometimes, you know, like we have to lubricate every situation, every situation, our position requires lubrication, but I don't like getting those phone calls. And I think you deal with doctors too. I deal with doctors too. Sometimes you just have, you know, these highly educated people that are like extremely well knowledgeable in the field, but just as human beings, how they interact with you. It's like you're trash. You're an idiot. You're like, you're, you're, you're subspecies. I'm like, sorry, like fucker. I know like, you you ain't curing cancer tomorrow, but like, just be nice to us. We want to help you. So yeah, I deal with a lot of doctors as much as you do. And you know, the whole point is like, we got to work together, but this COVID yeah. situation didn't make things any better. Cause there were situations that let's say if a clinic, someone has exposed with COVID or like an employee is exposed to COVID boom, fire alarms remediation total bleaching of the entire suite all of Jesus. this paperwork 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 everybody getting tested um i can't tell you there was a construction site all of a sudden like a day later something like oh we think we have covid and then we have to go through like the guidelines city codes and stuff like that we have to completely bleach an area like make sure it's completely cleaned remediated like the pathway the person could have taken. essentially like the whole building has to be washed from the inside. And you don't even know if it's a fact, you know, like it's not like you knew if the person that's COVID and then afterwards you find like, Oh, they didn't have COVID. They just had a fever that they, they just weren't feeling well. Um, that's like the worst part of my job is just tackling on those last minute emergencies. The best part of my job, honestly, um, sometimes it's just, like driving to the buildings, the experience of just going to the Mm -hmm. cities because I have buildings from all over California. I have them from like Mission Viejo to San Luis Obispo. And I just really like driving. I really like driving to my buildings, turning them off and just getting to that city and sometimes eating local cuisine. Like back in the day when I first started my job, and I was mm-hmm. single. It was great because I'd drive up there and try to find girls. Because before COVID, <laughs> we'd stay overnight. You'd stay yeah. in the hotel. Um, and then you'd be on these dating ads, swiping left, swiping right on everybody, trying to get, get a match while you're in the town for like a few days. And then like, obviously, if you do decide to go on a date or whatnot, it's on the company dime. You got a hotel room just in case. But nice, nice. It's, it's just really the experience. Like, I love going to San Luis Obispo. They got some great food the best fried chicken I've ever ate in my life. That includes like, I've been to the South was in Sacramento Ooh. at this place called South. This place called South and Sacramento was amazing. Like really? I really, like, yeah.
1: How random Sacramento. Never I, thought.
0: Look, this is the thing that people underestimate about Sacramento is like, you know, it's right next to where all the produce and like cattle and like the supplies are coming from, right? That whole area mm-hmm it's like the closest thing, like it's the freshest stuff you're going to get. So it's like, it's like, it's like farm to fork is what they say. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Farm,
1: that's a good thing. I love that saying.
0: It's really close by. And I was at one time, this is my previous job, but still in the same field. I was right in the heart of Sacramento and like everything you like, you're staying in this like luxury housing or apartment and you're Mm -hmm. like researching this and you're all and you're young like i was like 27 28 and stuff like that exciting
1: how adventurous
0: yeah i would sit on airplanes and travel and before i didn't was worried about airplanes where i felt much more comfortable just go Mm -hmm. there go to a new city explore it work from like eight to three and then afterwards i'm like fuck this i'm exploring the town hey i'm in sacramento i'm gonna go to a king's game oh wait there's these cool restaurants nice cigar lounges It's like a hip town. Like everybody used to explore before COVID, you know, like I'm just thinking about like all the fun I had meeting random people.
1: Honestly, I envy that because Mm -hmm. it seems like you can experience life and just all that stuff. Like by alone, I mean, you go out there into the world. Now you probably interact with a bunch of people and you don't feel alone at all, which I like totally envy. That's amazing. Like, I just feel like for me, it took me so much work not to do to do things alone to be able to because mm-hmm. i just feel like i i guess maybe i was just really codependent and stuff like that i like doing it with at least one person around but i just got like movies like always uh movies for example i i love going to movie theaters alone now like before before i wouldn't do that i just grab my friend or a bunch of friends and we'd go together but like you just i feel like you, the way you're describing it is it's so healthy that you went out into the world explored and you did it not alone, but you and the world, you know, pretty cool. Yeah.
0: But, but it does get lonely really fast. And like, if you do have a relationship, you miss that other person. Mm, It's not like, look, it's fun when you're young, like, and it's fun like when you do it like the first couple of times, then afterwards it becomes work because um, you have deadlines and like, depending on the company is, who the leaders are, I mean, my company is great, like leadership, my managers right now, but like in my previous fields, it was the same kind of work I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was just like the leadership, there was no direction and it, it gets lonely. Like, yeah, it's like fun, but at the same time, like the one thing I can really add about my job that is, you know, I said the great part and I said the worst part, but I think the icing on the worst part is like my job never ends. Like at any moment, I'm on call 24-7. Something goes wrong in the building, I'm the first phone call. Something goes good in my building, I'm the last phone call. And I'd, I'd say this one thing. I have to apologize for being right. That's the one thing in customer service that I think people don't realize is when you work with a lot of people and they don't realize what they have to do or what's contractually binded or what you're required to do in your role, you have to apologize and Mm tell them like, hey, this is the law. This is the agreement. You signed this. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, I didn't. I'm like, you did. Here's your signature.
1: (laughs) That must be tough. That must be tough, yeah. Must be awkward, too.
0: Definitely. Especially when you're like talking to a doctor that's supposed to be super educated and knows everything. It's like, renowned surgeon. I'm like, you signed this paperwork. (laughs) You are liable for this. Don't do something stupid. Or remember this one time a doctor caused a leak going down the entire building because they forgot to shut off the water oh god yeah that happens that happens it happens a lot it's you'd be very surprised and sometimes people don't realize what happens in a medical or just facilities or buildings in general i can't tell you how many times like people get stuck in elevators um homeless people come in and you just gotta like politely try to put i'm gonna look it's terrible homeless situation in mm-hmm. our country or, you know, globally, I guess it's all over the place, but like you're trying to get people out of the fist. And like, I can't blame this guy. Like this guy's trying to seek shelter, you know, mm-hmm. like if I was him, I'd be doing the same thing, but yeah, it's, of course. it's very heartbreaking. I can only tell you the rewards are just mainly with your team and what you can make out of the situation. Because I would tell anybody like my job is not fun, but I I can't see myself doing anything different, you know? unless my my book or TV shows take off somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unless your hobbies become your, like, life, basically, which is kind of, like, the dream for anyone.
0: Yeah, I I really hope that I get that Quarantine, uh, Tarantino dream. Like, I think he was, like, moving at, like, he was working at, like, a TV, like, place or, like, a video rental place, and then he, like, makes a movie. I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, it's like, there's something that they never tell people. There's, like, a step that's always not told. Or like this <laughs> random person that becomes the actor. I'm like, who'd you fuck? Or like, what, what, ha- what happened? How did you skip this thing and magically get leaf up? But at the same time, there's been so many random instances in my life that magically I got to a certain point that I'm like, wow, how did this even happen?
1: Well, I mean, the thing that they're not telling people, and the thing that you're probably not saying either, is the thing that's in front of everyone's eyes. We just can't see it. It's luck, you know. It's mm. like. It's being. It's not only luck, but there's that guy. I forgot his name. He's a scientist that created the concept of heating up food, mm-hmm. um, and the microwave? how it like. Yeah, no, no, not the, the not the, <laughs> not the product that heats up food, but uh, the idea of heating food. Uh, for not the idea of cooking food, obviously that was around since caveman times, but it was something about like the idea of the, the modern idea of like heating up food and how it works out and stuff like that. I forgot the scientist's name. He had this famous quote that said, um, Luck favors the prepared. Mm. You know? So it's like, I mean, it is luck, like, randomly you walk into a situation, but. Randomly, a lot of people walk into a lot of situations. It doesn't mean that they they gain the benefit of that situation. They do whenever they're also prepared. So, like mm-hmm. if you if you if you let's just say have I don't know like a bachelor's degree, and you randomly just apply to a random job, and you happen to have a bachelor's degree, and five other people don't, and it's an awesome position, you're gonna get it. Now you're not gonna get it only because of luck. It is kind of luck because you walked into that and you applied there, but it's also like you're prepared because you got that degree. So it's like I feel like that's kind of what happens with those people. Um, they're just kind of prepared in the exact situation that they're lucky in as well, you know, which happens to all of us. It happens to me, it happened to you too. So it's like it depends on how lucky you get. Yeah, um, I just
0: gotta be prepared for with my screenplay when I run into Shiloh labeouf here in Tonga and be like, bro, come Mm. on, same city. Mm -hmm.
1: He does go jogging a lot there apparently, as you've sent me um very provocative pictures of him
0: with his massive yeah. tattoo
1: <laughs> that is so ridiculous and cool uh i respect that man ag- aggressively you know like i followed his career a lot so but uh what was i gonna say uh i was gonna say something about um
0: what were we talking about what was the question prepared and luck. what's the worst and best part of your job
1: oh worst and best part of- oh yeah yeah basically that's it um yeah that's I, it? I think i said everything on that yeah Th- then I said we should end on. it with that <laughs> wait up i have one more part
0: of remember
1: no that's it oh we should end it like we we were talking about in the uh last podcast where i was like i hate it in those history things whenever it just ends and you don't know what the thing is and it just we just cut our podcast you